Welcome to Kia Says Some Shit Podcast, a place where we're discussing all things in life according to me. I'm your host, Kia, and I definitely got some shit to say. Today's topic is just going to be roundup of the year. Let's start off with 2020, because that's what we're talking about. See, 2020 is the 20th year of the third millennium of the 21st century, and the first year of the 2020s decade. And it started off cute, but it took a nosedive very quickly. 2020, we walked in with hopes and resolution like we do every new year. The hope for a new and thoughts for some of us to finally get that summer body. To get the license we so desperately need to bump and dump the toxic people in our life. Or to become just less toxic. To make more money, more money. To see the world. To see our families more. To finally be heard to laugh, to live. 2020, I had plans. I was planning on seeing Lenny Kravitz abroad. I had bought tickets to see Janet's Black Diamond Tour at Madison Square Garden. I was plotting on the world and a vacation in Europe for a month. 2019, I began working on myself and I decided that not only was I going to get rid of energy vampires that had been holding me down, but I was no longer going to wait on anyone to do anything with me or for me. I was going to take it upon myself to go see the world, to emerge myself in culture, and see how my small life could make an impact. 2019, I got to see Bali. I got to spend time in Lisbon and Porto, Portugal. I got to see Tanzania and swim in the Indian Ocean with dolphins and walk the streets of Stonetown and eat pepper sauce in the Freddie Mercury bar and spend the Day of the Dead in Mexico City. I rounded out 2019 like I do every year, celebrating my soul sister, her birthday. Her birthday is New Year's Eve, and every year we go to some faraway land. 2018-19, we brought the celebration in Dar es Salaam, Tanzania, and we ferried to Zanzibar the following day. This year was Tokyo. We brought in a year with her sister, who I lovingly call ASAP Rocky because she looks like him, um, one of my very best friends, and another favorite person that I have tenderly named Raggedy Bitch. See, we counted down from 10 in the middle of a club called Warp in Shibuya, surrounded by 1,000-plus strangers in the greatest of spirits, watching Wishes and Hopes fall from the sky in gold slivers of confetti. See, ignorance is bliss. Living in the moment definitely detached us from things that were currently going on. See, we had no clue. As my best friend's sister had the club chanting, we want KFC, we had no clue. While having a New Year's dance-off in McDonald's, chowing down on shrimp burgers, 
with a bunch of strangers. We had no clue. As we crip walked with one of Japan's most hip tattooed gold gross sporting cat daddies, we had no clue. That 2020 had different plans for us. I landed in New York on January the 3rd and was hit with the news of the bushfires in Australia and how much damage it had caused and the government beginning a mass evacuation as even more animals and civilians lost habitats and homes. Of the cruise ship that wasn't allowed to dock off the coast of Japan due to cases of an infection and contagious flu-like sickness that had begun wrecking havoc on China. And Agent Orange, who named it the Kung Fu Flu, is on trial to be impeached, following by the tragic death of Kobe Bryant in January. The following month, during a two-week trip to Lisbon and Paris, I decided, again, that I wanted to visit France for a month and really force myself to learn the language. I mean, the nerve of me, right? That was my plans for the fall. Then the Tangerine commander had been acquitted and Italy had begun its lockdown. IG videos of Italians sobbing over the bodies that they still had to house of loved ones that had passed on to the next or the great beyond due to what the World Health Organized had labeled C-19. March, European leaders declared it a state of emergency and began closing borders while Americans are force-fed lies about how it's getting to our shores and that it's not real. And so we continue on, and those that didn't use to wash their hands began to just sanitize and just smear the dirt all over their hands because what is soap? And then, oh, the toilet paper crisis. By March the 20th, the death toll is about a quarter of a mil. And by the 26th, America has surpassed Italy and China with at least 81,321 cases and more than over 1,000 deaths. By now, our first-line responders are on two extremes. Either they are covered up in layers of protection gear or they aren't allowed to wear any protection at all to save face for companies whose clients want a false sense of safety while they are protected, but the people serving them are not. And even when states went on lockdown, Americans still traveled, still denied the pandemic, still attended spring break and Mardi Gras, and for those of us that had to work and were suffering from high-function depression and anxiety, for those of us newly unemployed, for those of us realizing that our kids were indeed the little assholes at the school have reported them to be. For those of us that realize that after being forced to really be cooped up in the house with the person we shared our beds with, that we actually don't like their asses. D-Nice started club quarantine and gave us a way out. An escape from the bed head and the motions. To actually move and dance and connect and feel like the old times, you know, six months ago. When we could raw dog the air that was mixed with someone else's exhale and not be terrified that we'd be hit with a debilitating fever and symptoms in upcoming days. And then for the culture, Swiss Beats and Timbaland put together verses where we watched Teddy Riley use dial up and babyface out babyface anyone and Tyrese in the comments tell Teddy to throw in the piece of the floor because Tao has a W in it and five letters. 
versus allowed musicians I grew up with to reach a new audience and for people to put together their musical competitions like a fantasy football league. And let's not forget people's new obsession with Carol Bassett and the Tiger King. April led to curfews in New York and May led to a lockdown finally. We saw the death tolls in New York reach an all-time high and bodies being tossed in trucks that are used to move. By this time, my anxieties was causing physical pain. So I was finally on leave from work and allowed to be still and think things through and take deep breaths and practice for upcoming trips and learn how to cook the food I was missing, like making a full French brunch with music and wine or learning to cook egg foo young and chow mein or writing poems and reading books and meditating and sleeping. And then I was introduced to Stephen Grant Hill's Night of Sunglasses and Soul Music, which to the regulars is called Loop Obsession, where we are obsessed and fall in love with the loop. And my mind and my fingers added content to the comment section that was usually random but true. It was somewhere between a loop and a story of my parents hanging out with Rick James that Kia said some shit was coined. And then... And then the world witnessed a reality for African Americans that live in a state of double consciousness. Something we had been saying about police brutality before Rodney King and before Sandra Blonde and before the Facebook death of Philander Castro and before Eric Garner and definitely before the video that went viral of the police officer kneeling on George Floyd's neck for 8 minutes and 46 seconds and before the no-knock warrant and the faulty information and attempted to falsify the life of Breonna Taylor and the snuffing out of the sweet, innocent life of Elijah McClain. The world got to see our pain. And Black Lives Matter became an international movement because injustice to some of us should be an injustice to us all. And still, people traveled and people believed the pandemic was a fluke. Even when numbers soared to 10 million. And then, and then the government released photos of unidentified flying objects and people became obsessed with UFOs. And then none of us could fit our summer clothes because our quarantine 20 was a thing. You know, the 20 pounds that many of us put on from snacking and drinking through our boredom and our fear. And people were introduced to themselves and realized that not only physical, but emotional and mental and spiritual self-care was needed. And people began reaching out to therapists. And people had to begin to shadow work their way out of past traumas and current ones and love up on themselves. And then the reopening begins. And by stage two and three, we are allowed to finally venture out of our homes and eat at restaurants that have finally caught up to the old cities of Europe and opened outdoor dining. It was during a meetup at a restaurant with a few friends that the idea of a podcast came. See, when I'm not quiet and observing, I talk. I talk a lot. 
I talk a lot of shit. I know a lot about a lot, but I'm also the first to tell you the things that I don't know. And I am always open to learning. See, we were talking about love and sex and I was going on and on about the levels of love and the levels of kinks. And by the end of my rant, they asked me, why don't you have a podcast? I mean, I'd listen to you. And if I didn't buy a mic, they would. So I bought a mic. And then I began tossing around concepts and ideas for the podcasts. And then, and then the explosion in Beirut and the prayers for Beirut. And then the prayers for the African workers who had been badly treated and left stranded in Beirut. And then the transcending of Chadwick Bozeman who had been suffering from colon cancer but continued to put out work and smile and laugh. And we mourned a king. And then the Kins and the Karens. And oh, the Kins and the Karens who compared the lockdown and quarantine measures and mass restrictions to slavery. See, I didn't know that mass debased you and treated you like a mule or sold you and sold your children. I guess you feel like you are being tortured by your breath and the mass like you are a prisoner of war. These are the non-maskers that would demand that the doctor tell them that they are dying from cancer because they don't want to admit that they have C-19. Oh, how delusional. And then October. October came and I said, you know what? It's my time. If not now, then when? So I decided my voice needed to be out there. You know, no one's voice but mine through me. I wanted to be educational and funny. I wanted to catch attention and leave the listeners with conversational starters. I wanted to normalize real conversations about the body, about cleaning, about sex, about intimacy, about habits. I wanted to normalize life and make people feel comfortable enough to open up to themselves and to others. And then I did. And my first episode was based off of a conversation about nudes. The fact that I hate dirty mirrors in nudes and I hate... People with dirty fingernails in nudes. And I hate the lack of attention and the lack of effort. And I wanted to see better nudes. And that was my first episode. Because these were conversations I was having. And these were conversations I was hearing. And then something funny occurred. The K-pop listening, Tide Pod eating TikToking Generation Z pulled a monumental feat in collectively pulling a 50 cent by ordering thousands of Trump rally tickets and not attending. And then something amazing happened when Biden and Harris won after the world waited for Nevada and Georgia to count their numbers. Even if the person counting in numbers was a sloth from Zootopia, the numbers were counted. Even if the head counter 
was a sloth from Zootopia. They counted. And we rejoiced. And now the numbers are at 80 million. And COVID went in the kitchen and cooked up something else. It said, you know what? Maybe I want to add a little SARS to this mix. Because my strand isn't strong enough. So 2020, we are over you. We are ready for these days to be over with. Um, We're ready for the countdown to begin. And we kind of want to skip 2021 and just go into 2022. But what I can say you have done for us was hold up a mirror and show us ourselves. I mean, you came in like a rhinestone cowboy on a wrecking ball. And knocked down everything that we knew and we were used to. And you said you're going to change this shit up. So this mirror that you held up, you showed us ourselves. You showed us our grimy underbelly. The lack of respect we have for first responders. And the people that we don't see on our level. The ignorance and the, priv- the privilege and the disregard of life and of knowledge and our hate and recklessness, but at the same time, you showed us our humanity and our love and the reality and fact that tomorrow is not guaranteed and that our loved ones won't always be there and that we need a firm grip on life and our mental, emotional health because someone didn't get to see today and someone might not be able to see tomorrow. And that someone might be us. And we need to take care of ourselves and each other while we are here. I want to end this podcast with some gratitude. I am extremely grateful for everyone who has joined me on this journey of the podcast. Who has joined me on this journey of life. Those of you who forced me out of my shell this year. And made me see the world. Even if the world was in New Jersey. The conversations I've had over these past several months are ones that I would have never thought of having in a million years. The people that I've met via Instagram and Facebook and Zoom calls. And the conversations I've had with them definitely stirred up something in me. And I hope I, in turn, did that for them. Even if I made you laugh for five seconds, believe it was a laugh I needed as well. Because I wrote in my notes on August the 16th, 2020, at 1642, I laughed today. So hard from the bottom of my gut that I could feel each constriction of my abdominal walls push the breath from my diaphragm through my larynx into the air. It was rich and full body with notes of cinnamon and cloves like an aged red wine. I laughed my way out of disgust and anger and a fit of rage because sometimes you need to laugh to stop yourself from crying. Sometimes you need to laugh because the body isn't sure of what to do with all this pent-up angst ready to toss daggers and grenades at the nearest passerby. So it comes out as a tickle that trickles from the audacity of it all, causing you to find humor and terror because you could complain. 
and you could curse the sky, but who would listen? So instead, you find the joke in it all because shit be a joke. I laughed until my head banged with pain and my breath was raggedy, gasping for air, arms wrapped around my waist, trying to soothe muscles with my thumbs. I laughed because I needed it, and the person who I was talking to needed to hear my chortle to know that he or she or it wasn't alone in a world where social distancing has become a thing and we have to lock ourselves away like bird box. They needed to laugh as much as I did, or maybe I needed it even more, but why trivialize the need or one of it all? I laughed hard and I laughed loud, and now that I think about it, I want to cry because I miss the sound of my own laughter. See, at the end of it all, 2020 has brought a lot of pain. It's brought a lot of joy. It's brought a lot of reality. And we have to be grateful for the little things and grateful for the things that we have control over. I want to thank you guys for joining me once again on this journey. This is the 11th podcast. And the end of a season one, 2021, we're bringing in season two. Thank you for listening every Wednesday. Any questions, comments, concerns, you can find me on Instagram at Kia Said Some Shit. Leave it there. Enjoy the rest of your year, guys. Happy New Year's. Happy 2021.